0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The part of Mark's Gospel we are looking at this morning is what biblical scholars call the little apocalypse. You may have an awareness of that word apocalypse. It carries a sense of foreboding, it uses dramatized language, it's difficult to understand, and all that would be correct. Apocalypsis is a common enough word in Scripture. It's a Greek word which is usually translated revelation. In a Greek version of the New Testament, the title of the very last book in the Bible, is apocalypsis. But the term apocalyptic is used by biblical scholars in a technical sense to refer particularly to writing about what difficult things may be coming in the future. And this is what we see in Mark chapter 13. When Jesus begins to talk apocalyptically, we hear overtones of the Old Testament prophets, Ezekiel, Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah. And in those times, apocalyptic thinking arose when Israel's expectations of God were not met. And their hopes were dashed. And they needed some different way of understanding the disasters that were happening to them and, and why God had not protected them. It is a bit of a taste for present-day Christians when we experience disaster striking in our lives, when, when bad things happen to good people, which is how we tend to think of ourselves, as did the people of Israel. But good or not, Christianity does not promise us a life of health and happiness without difficulties and hard times. Although we do somehow seem to expect it, Surely, since we're worshipers of God, surely He will bless us with a life that suits us. The problem is that while God does have a general plan for our lives, we ourselves have very, very specific plans. And not only that, we live in a culture that has plans for us, that we would think in certain ways and and value certain things, primarily the spending of money and the consumption of goods and services. And behind all that, of course, lurks the evil one, who is the prince of the culture, who prowls around seeking whom he may devour, Or who he can get to devour someone else. In everyday life, there is a lot we have to contend with. And if there are easy lives, my guess is they tend to be empty lives. So as Christians, we should not be at all surprised when tragedy strikes. Death, disease, divorce, depression, illness, accidents, crime, broken relationships, family conflict, addiction, personal sin, spiritual confusion. I've only been back in this parish two years. And I've already had occasion to deal with everything I just named. Tragedy does happen in Christian lives. And in today's gospel, Jesus is beginning to sense tragedy happening in his own life. During Holy Week, Jesus and his disciples are increasingly experiencing their high hopes beginning to be dashed. Palm Sunday, which we will celebrate a week from today, was a grand reception. But by holy Tuesday, the Jewish leaders are banding together to arrest Jesus. But they fear the multitudes who apparently see in Jesus someone who will stand up to their bullying. After a brutal day of confrontation and conflict, Jesus and his disciples on Tuesday managed to leave the temple without being arrested. And they head back toward Martha and Mary's home in Bethany. It's been, it's been a disappointing and stress-filled day. The gospel has been preached but not received. Things do not look good, and Jesus senses that his time may be short. So, when his disciples ask him along the way about the wonderful temple, Jesus just explodes. And like the prophets of old, he pours out his frustration in an apocalyptic outburst. What we've heard this morning is only the first third of the little apocalypse. The, the temple and its leaders are Jesus' great sorrow and deepest frustration. The temple has failed God. And has failed God's people. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, killing the prophets and stoning those who are sent to you, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you would not. Jesus, weeping over Jerusalem. He perceives his mission is failing. And he's seeing human history unfolding in a tragic direction. God God had given Israel the law. Didn't work. He inspired the prophets. It hadn't worked. Jesus has fulfilled the law and the prophets and is offering the fatherhood of God to his people, but the offer is being ignored and rejected. And with this rejection, Jesus expects an utter breakdown in the world of men. International war, natural disasters religious pretenders and the persecution of his faithful followers even the family that sacred core of jewish life will fail and turn violently in on itself this much we have in today's gospel mark 13:1 through 13 jesus goes on for another 24 verses Apocalyptic is a revealing of a way through tragedy, through the darkness and utter breakdown of life on earth. And Jesus in today's gospel reveals for us a way through. And that way, he says, is to endure to the end. He who endures to the end will be saved. And what can that possibly mean for us? What is it that we must look to in the future to somehow make it through the present time when the present time is horrible? For if we are truthful, you know, life does sometimes break down. We sometimes break down. Things do not go like we have every reason to expect that they will. Tragedies happen. Life can get shrouded in darkness. Christianity is no pie-in-the-sky theology. Life on earth is hard, even if it is good. So Jesus says, endure. Endure the worst and God will bring you through. And as we know from from this side of the cross, that is in fact what Jesus himself did. He endured the worst. He endured his own heart that was broken for a broken people in a broken world. He endured the false accusations and lies about himself. He endured the physical pain and torture of the soldiers. He endured the betrayal of those who were closest to him. He endured the humiliation and the physical agony of the cross. He endured forsakenness when God did not intervene on his behalf. He endured The cup of suffering that he prayed not to drink. He endured the temptation to condemn his torturers. He prayed they would be forgiven. But most of all, he endured the weight of the sin and darkness of all humanity. He endured this within himself. He who knew no sin was made sin for us. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. Think about this. Try to recall the worst sin that you have ever done or was ever done to you. Remember back to how that felt inside. How sick at heart it made you. What shame you felt. What horrible burden of guilt came upon you. Remember how you could scarcely bear it Scarcely bear being alive. I wish I was dead. This is the kind of stuff that came into the being of Jesus. Your stuff. My stuff. This is what He experienced on the cross. And not your inner agony only, but everybody's. Yours and mine and Hitler's, and the sins of the whole world. What happened on the cross was no simple theological transaction. This was the most agonizing, disgusting, sick, sad, sorry death in the history of the universe. And Jesus of Nazareth, fully man and fully God, hung naked and helpless as the horrid weight of darkness crushed him. It was more than he could bear and yet live. So he died. The Son of God died. It was unendurable. beginning with Palm Sunday. We will be walking with Jesus toward this as we go through Holy Week. It's the most important week in the whole history of the universe. Walking with Jesus in the prayer book services, morning prayer and evening prayer, walking with Him through the stations of the cross, sitting with Him at table on Maundy Thursday. Entering into darkness with him at the Good Friday Tenebrae service. Holy week is hard. There is great foreboding. Tragedy looms. And it strains our understanding. It's beyond us. So, whatever darkness comes upon you, or within you, do not think in that darkness that you are alone. Jesus has been there, has done that. He is with you. Endure to the end, and you will be saved. That's the message of apocalyptic. This is the word of the Lord to us this day. Endure the darkness with Jesus. He is with you. Endure the swift and varied changes of this world. He is with you. Endure your own failings and those who fail you. He is with you. Endure your own unruly will and your sinful affections. Endure your failing to love God's commands or to desire His promises. Endure being a frail and fallen human being. He is with you. Apocalyptic is an attitude of the heart which is simply a a, a hanging on faith in the face of utter misery it is job crying out though he slay me yet will i trust him it is joshua proclaiming as for me and my house we will serve the lord It is a dying thief on a cross saying, Jesus, remember me. In the world, Jesus said, you will have tribulation. In the darkness of that tribulation, sense His presence. Fix your heart there. He is with you, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. He is with you, world without end. Amen.